This is Three Valleys Radio. The heart is a bloom Shoots up through the stony ground There's no room And it's time for another of our In Conversation series. Space to win in this town You're out of luck Each week we catch up with a present or former Yobotown player or a celebrity fan to discuss their life within the sport. And we catch up with a bit of their favourite music as well. Good evening and welcome to In Conversation and tonight's guest is former central defender Richard Hines. Welcome Richard, nice to talk to you again after all these years, how are you doing? Yeah I'm great thanks, thanks for having me on. I know, only too pleased to. Yeah. I really, um, I don't know what to call you. Do I call you AD, Adrian, or or do I call you what what my girls call you? <laughs> what do they call me then? <laughs> well, you've always been known to me as Fat Harry, haven't you? Yeah, that's right. Well, that was uh, yeah. that was that was a long time. You can call me what you like, mate. I'm 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 easy. Abigail was um, she grew up when we were in Yeovil, and um, she loved it there. We after every game, she'd be kicking a ball around on after the game, and it was fantastic. The groundsman to let us do that, but. Mm. She, she has great memories of Yeovil, um, and she's nine now. Um, I can remember taking had, photographs of her yeah. with you. My dad said um, the other day, actually, he said he remembers you taking fo- photographs with, with her and him. Mm. Um, but she she had a great time, and she still loves football now. She's just started, she just joined a team, and I put that down to her time with Yeovil. Yeah. She loves football, without a doubt. Oh, that's good. Good to hear. It's good to hear. But let's go right back to the beginning, Richard. You were born in 1980, August, uh, up in Sheffield. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so that makes you the grand old age of 40. I make it now. God, dear me. Life Not begins quite. now. You, you've done me out of a few months there. I'm still 39. All right then. Um, <laughs> well, life will be beginning shortly anyway, mate. <laughs> <laughs> and you started your career. I mean, before Tranmere, though, did you play for any sort of local school teams or sort of you know just local Sunday sides or anything? Yeah, I I, I joined Sheffield Wednesday Young Girls, which was. Um, an offshoot of Sheffield Wednesday. Um, they were my Sunday League team. Right. Um, um, we had a, an amazing team. We we were one of the best teams in the country at the time. And it's it's quite poignant that you've mentioned that because Chris Barker was in that team um, who tragically has, has passed away recently. And he was one of my friends from there. So hmm. I would I'd certainly like to pay my respects to him while we were talking about that. He was, he was a great lad. And lots of people have said some great things about him. And it truly is... Um, a tragic event that's happened. It's really touched me, really affected me. So I would like to mention him before we carry on. Um, but yeah, I, we, we played in the Sun team and we had some really, really good players and played with that. And then going from that, I joined Sheffield Wednesday and I was at Sheffield Wednesday till I was about 14. Um, Sheffield Wednesday were doing really, really well at the time. They were third in the Premiership. They were, they were pushing for uh, cup finals. Um, they were pushing for the, the Championship. And they had a really, really good time, but I didn't enjoy it. I, I really did not enjoy 
being there. I, I don't know what it was, but I wasn't enjoying my football. Mm. Um, and it took me to play for a Saturday team for my local district team, Chesterfield Boys, for me to really, really enjoy football. And uh, I played under a man called um, A.D. Shaw, who used to play uh, at a professional level at various clubs. And I loved it. I absolutely loved it. And we went on a great run and we played Liverpool in the quarterfinals of the, the national schools competition. And we met Liverpool. Um, and suddenly, because you're playing in this and you're playing the district side, you're playing well. You get all scouts looking at, at you. And one of them scouts was from Tranmere. They invited me over. I wasn't I wasn't so keen at, at the time. I was like, should I go to Tranmere? That uh, they were in League One. Everyone else were talking about winning the Premiership. And we're, we're talking, you could have had a choice of any in our local area: Forest, Leeds. Um, and so I was a bit. Well, it's a bit far, and it's a step down. But I went to Tranmere, and I absolutely loved it. Mm. I, I've, from the moment I joined, I loved it. They had people there called um, Warwick Rimmer, who's quite famous for bringing lads through, and uh, Ronnie Taylor. Um, they've basically kept Tranmere going. They've, they've brought through. Uh, millions and millions of pounds worth of players just to mention a few Jason Cumas Ian, um, Ian Hume Clint Hill um, Joe Murphy uh, Ian Sharps um, all really really good players Alan Mahan the list goes on mm. really good players that Chami have brought through Yeah, um, and I loved my football then I absolutely loved it um, some of the best times in my life were at Tramier and some of my longest and, and, and best friends are from there as well well, according to this, you had fifty-five uh, over fifty-five appearances. Although he didn't score for Tranmere, does that sound right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I was I was playing the team where we had a lot of centre backs in the team: um, Dave Chandler, Clint Hill, Graham Allen, Steve Yates, Richard Jobson. It was hard to get in in my position, so uh, John Aldridge was quite creative. I, I played in centre midfield. I played right, right back, right wing back because I, I could run all day. I was competitive um, and. I wasn't bad on the ball as well, so I fitted in that team, and we had some great cup runs, really, really good cup runs, and there's some really famous games. Um, we beat Southampton 4-3, we beat Everton 3-0 at Goodison Park, um, we played Liverpool, and we lost 4-2 in the quarterfinals. The year before, um, we went to the Worthington Cup final. It was just, it was endless, the amount of uh, big teams that we beat at Prenton Park. Um, I, I didn't play as many games as I would have liked um, and that was down to the fact that John Aldridge resigned uh, John Aldridge resigned he was great for me it was it was it was tough I, I had a really really old school education um, and we can we can talk about that but mm. um, he left he resigned and Dave Watson took over and for some reason he didn't like me I don't know what it was he just didn't like me which and looking back now I find it hard to understand I worked hard I really worked hard. I worked hard in training. I give my all in games. Um, but for some reason, my first pre-season game with him, he, he picked on me. He was saying that it looked like you'd been out the night before, which I it really hurt me, really, really hurt me. And I just I just never saw eye to eye with him. So that was my career, really, at, at Tranmere. Right, well, we'll break for a bit of music now. And the first of Richard's choices is the Stereophonics and a track called Dakota.
Stereophonics and Dakota. That often happens, though, doesn't it? You, you know, you, if your face doesn't fit, or if they get a change of manager, or something like that. I've heard the story so many times from so many different players that you know it just happens all the time. And I, I guess it's human nature that you know you like some people, you don't like others. You know, I can understand it if you're a, you're a bad apple or you don't work hard. And but I wasn't, and that's what that hurts me even more. This is this is a club that. I loved, I give my all for, I've, I've moved over when I was 16, I've, I've made loads of friends there, um, and for some reason, I've got the manager saying that he doesn't want to play and, and various things like that, and it was couldn't have been further from the truth. Hmm. I, I give my all in that, I, I put my body on the line, um, I got most of my cuts and bruises from that time, it, I was really, really competitive, and we had a good time, and you're talking about when Aldo left, um, they wanted to give me a four-year deal, a four-year deal, and then suddenly I can't fit in the manager's team. From from that, I was I was a young lad, and as I moved on to Hull, uh, you realise that they were actually they got it wrong. They had got it wrong because um, I moved to Hull, and Peter Taylor wanted to sign me from Tranmere. He actually put in a bid for me uh, when I was at, when he was at Leicester, and he wanted to sign me from Tranmere, but Tranmere wanted. 50 million or something ridiculous for <laughs> for a 19 year old which it priced me out of the move mm. and and that was that but you realise when you get to Hull and you work under a quality manager like Peter Taylor what a difference it makes um, but I had a really really old school education at Tranmere um, it was it wouldn't have, you wouldn't get away with it now um, football's changed you, you're talking about things like um, 
the coach and away games, instead of having food at the back, it was the fridges were full of beer. Um, you stopped off at the local chip shop. It was it was that sort of education. Um, my first experience of it was um, I was new over. I wanted to be really professional. I wanted to concentrate, knuckle down, getting that first team. And there was a night out on a Tuesday. I said, I'm not going because there's a reserve game. There's a reserve game this week. I want to be all right for that. And Alan Mann pulled me on one side and said, "Listen, Aldo's heard that you're not you're not going. He says it's not going to go down well. That um, he, he, won't, he doesn't see favourably. You need to be out there. You need to join the rest of the team. And if you don't go, he's basically not going to play here anyway. So, but and so you go and it's part of that team bonding. Um, mm. We have such a great spirit, team spirit at Tranmere. And as I said, there's some of my lifelong friends and you can there's many many stories at Tranmere you can you can go from the fantastic Christmas parties to to the nights out to the to the cup runs that we had to the to the stories that that we had behind the scenes it's it just goes on and on and on but it was an old school education where the YTs had to had to clean the boots they were put in their place if the balls weren't pumped up correctly it was it was that sort of education and to be honest I think that it's put me in good stead it's the reason that I've stayed in football for so long it's made me mentally tough some people can't handle it and as I went on to sign for Gary Megson I love Gary Megson and other people didn't they couldn't handle his temperament and the things that he did uh, but I could and that all stems back to my uh, education at Tranmere so really Tranmere looking at it basically Tranmere did you a lot of good and, it, and all right you had one you know bad bad experience there if you like with, with Dave Watson but basically is, is set you in good stead as you've said I think so. I think so. I think that I, some of the other lads might have said it was a bit. It was harsh. It was. It was old school. You wouldn't get away with it now. Um, the things that he said to you, the way they treated you, it wasn't right. Um, it probably wasn't right. But I, I would say that's made me mentally tough. It's made me strong. And football's a tough game. It really is a tough game. And it's, it was part of my building my character. Um, and I don't think I would have been in the game for so long without that background um, without a doubt okay more music now and this one is called Feel the Lead and it's by a band called Rudimental I can feel it, 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 I can feel
Solicitors, the friendly law firm based in the heart of Somerset with offices in Yeovil, Taunton and Bridgewater with a strong ethos of helping those in our community. If in doubt, check it out with Pardos on a free no-obligation call or subscribe to our free podcast, The Friendly Law Podcast. For more information, call 0800 862 0442 or visit pardos.co.uk. Pardos Solicitors, looking after you, your family and your business. At A.J. Wakeley & Sons Family Funeral Directors, we know the importance of compassion and integrity. We also know how unfamiliar decisions can be so difficult at a time of family bereavement. We can provide a steadying influence just when you need it, guiding and helping you make the right decisions to reflect the kind of funeral that your loved one deserves. Visit our website, www.ajwakely.com, for more information or call Clive Wakely on 01935 479913. Whether you're a one-man or one-woman band just starting up or a large established business, Chalmers Accountants offer a range of expert services tailor-made to your needs. They have over 100 years' experience of helping businesses of all sizes and provide a one-to-one service with your own personal account manager at one of their three local branches. 
For expert advice on how to make your business more successful, visit chalmersaccountants.co.uk and book your free initial consultation. So from from Tranmere, you you went to Hull City. You were there for two years. Paid 45 times for foul, at, at least. I say that because Wikipedia never seemed to be quite accurate when it comes to actual numbers, but um, at least 45 games for Hull. Scored one goal. Um, Peter Taylor, you say, was the manager. A good time there? Yeah, I, I signed there and um, I wasn't going to sign there. And it was only um, Peter Taylor and Adam Pearson, the chairman, they were saying, well, come and have a look round. We need to have a word with you. Because for me, it was League Two. I'd just been in a championship with Tranmere. We got relegated from Tranmere. And I was saying, wow, it's a big step down now. Um, but I went round the stadium. I only intended to stay for an hour to have a chat with, with, the, with the chairman and the manager. And they took me around the stadium and... I was like, wow, this is an incredible place. Mm. Um, you sat down with the chairman, he's saying, um, we have a five-year plan, and our five-year plan is we're going to get in a premiership. And you sort of say, well, do you know what? You're never going to do that. That's You're in League Two. You're not going to do it. But he did it. Mm. He actually did it. Um, but he, he got hauled to the to the premiership, which unbelievable achievement. Unbelievable achievement. Um, and I signed there, and it was... It was a wow. You're playing games pre-season, and suddenly we're we're playing in full in front of a full stadium. We we've got the league record for um, twenty odd thousand um, behind us against Huddersfield. It, it was an incredible time, absolutely incredible time. We had a really really good team spirit, um, and we had the whole city behind us. And it it was a lot of pressure. It was a lot of pressure because they expected a lot. They expected us to get promotion, and funnily enough, we actually got promotion at Yeovil. Um, uh, I still got. I've got pictures around the house now, and we're, we are parading the the flag at Yeovil, and that was my first um, first memory of Yeovil. Um, it was a really good memory um, of, of getting my first promotion at Hull. But arriving and signing for Peter Taylor, it was a new thing for me. Peter Taylor just had the England job, and suddenly I was in now a football club where it was a lot more professional. It was the way. Things were run the way things are now today. Suddenly, where training's different, a lot of training with the ball, training short, sharp. Pre-season, for example, I was used to training all day and getting home at five, six o'clock and running all day. And suddenly, with Peter Taylor, we're training till one o'clock. We're having a run through the forest, and then we're looking after ourselves for the next day, so we're fresh for the next day. And um, it was all different. It was all different. The food we're eating was well prepared. We're doing uh, weight training with a fitness coach where having um, our meals cooked for us on the coach meals cooked for us we're staying overnight uh, our uh, rehydration's totally different he he was the star of changing football he was one of the people that, that actually changed football and made it more professional mm, well the football science sort of uh, technology yeah, just, sort of came into it didn't it just everything about being, being prepared mm. the hotel the night before eating the right things it was just um, it was just totally different it did actually make us clean our own training kit though and our boots at, at some stage and I think he just wanted to, to be to be grounded and remember where, where we are um, and it was it was it was a really really great time um, and as I said we, it was my first dealings with Yeovil we got promoted there and there were some massive battles between our captain Ian Ashby and, and Skibbo they, they always had a bit of a flare up and I, I'm saying I've got a smile on my face now thinking about the times we had some great games against Yeovil but it was a it was a great first season for me. 
my my second my second season there was I'd say it was it was a bit up and down and I start we started off well we we had a good run and and then suddenly um, I'm I'm playing one in three and it wasn't enough for me I wanted to play more regularly and and then I did get injured I got injured just before Christmas and I couldn't get back in then um, I couldn't get back in. I needed to play some games and I ended up going uh, to Scunthorpe on loan. Another track now. This one is from the Kings of Leon and it's called Sex on Fire.
Well, that was the Kings of Leon and Sex on Fire. Pardo Solicitors, the friendly law firm based in the heart of Somerset, with offices in Yeovil, Taunton and Bridgewater, with a strong ethos of helping those in our community. If in doubt, check it out with Pardo's on a free no-obligation call or subscribe to our free podcast, The Friendly Law Podcast. For more information, call 0800 862 or visit pardos.co.uk. Pardos Solicitors, looking after you, your family and your business. At AJ Wakeley & Sons Family Funeral Directors, we know the importance of compassion and integrity. We also know how unfamiliar decisions can be so difficult at a time of family bereavement. We can provide a steadying influence just when you need it, guiding and helping you make the right decisions to reflect the kind of funeral that your loved one deserves. Visit our website, www.ajwakely.com, for more information or call Clive Wakely on 01935 479913. Whether you're a one-man or one-woman band just starting up, or a large established business, Chalmers Accountants offer a range of expert services tailor-made to your needs. They have over 100 years' experience of helping businesses of all sizes and provide a one-to-one service with your own personal account manager at one of their three local branches. For expert advice on how to make your business more successful, visit chalmersaccountants.co.uk and book your free initial consultation. So when when Hull City got uh, promoted, did you? Because I remember we we played Hull City at Hewish Park. I think it was either the last game or the last one. They t- yeah, were you right. in that side? Yeah, you yeah. were. Yeah, because yeah. I remember the the guys the um, the media guys from Hull were were, were very friendly couple of guys and uh you know we did what we could because obviously you know we weren't going to get promotion but you were so we wanted to make it as, as good as we could for them and uh, they were nice guys i remember that yeah it was it was a fantastic day and it was a bit nervy for us because we should have we had about four games before that where we should have got over the line and we never did yeah um so we needed that win um and it was a big relief and you had um i forgot the central house name was it rodriguez or something was it the big Dad, daddy oh hugo Hugo. Yeah, Hugo. He, he tried to spoil the party. I think he scored. He scored a goal, but then Ian Ashby scored a cracker, top corner. Yeah, um, and a, a fitting way to get promotion. But a really, really good memory, and it, it was a nice journey back then because we it was a long way to Hull, and yeah, I bet um, mm. it was a, a nice, a nice journey back. But it was, it was a fantastic experience. Loved it. So you went, you went to Scunthorpe on loan, and then eventually they they signed you full time, and you yeah. obviously had a, a, a two. Two years, good, good spell at um, at uh, Scunthorpe. Then it was it was for me where I really developed as a player. I, I had Brian Laws as the manager, and I loved him. I absolutely loved him. I love playing for him. He give you the confidence to play. I I love playing for him. Um, he just he just he had that way of putting it across. He he didn't get moody. He didn't. He had you had a laugh and a joke with him. Um, and he built a really, really good team. Really good team. Um, our first season, um, we just stabilised in League One. We, we, we maintained just being in that league, and we just didn't quite add enough. We signed Joe Murphy as a goalkeeper, and it really made a difference. We, we were a really, really good team. Gary Johnson goes goes on about his Bristol City team, but we actually finished ahead of his team uh, to get promotion in League One. Hmm. Um, and he kept showing when we were at Yeovil he kept showing us the video of his Bristol team this is how you do it this is a team and every time 
I was thinking our team was better. Our team at Scunthorpe was better. And if you look at the teams in the players in that team, you can go like we've got Joe Murphy, who's a fantastic goalkeeper. But the rest of us were very, very steady, um, and we were solid. And you could not, you could not get through us. We had people like Andy Crosby, uh, Steve Foster in defence, uh, Marcus Williams left back, um, Nathan Stanton right back, then myself and, and Jim Goodwin. We played in midfield a lot. Uh, Matty Sparrow and, and Cleveland Taylor, and then we had Billy Sharp and Andy Keogh up front, who scored so many goals. And then we actually got Jermaine Beckford as well on loan. Um, and Jermaine Beckford, he was having a poor time at Leeds, and he signed for us. And I think Scunthorpe's responsible for kickstarting his career, without a doubt. He came first day in training, he fell over the ball, and we we're like, "Oh, what have we signed here? He's fallen over the ball." And then we played in a game, and I still remember it now. He, he jinks inside, and he puts one in the top corner. I think it was with his weak foot as well. And then from that moment on, he was incredible. He was absolutely incredible. And with us being so solid at the back and scoring goals freely, no one could compete with us. We went to Forest um, live on Sky, and we beat them, I think, 4-0. We, we annihilated them. We, no one could compete with us. Gary Johnson, I said, keep going on about his team, but we had a better team. Um, and what an achievement for a team like Scunthorpe to get promoted from League One. It, it's, it's unthinkable, really, especially now when you look at them and the, you look at the budget that we had at, at Scunthorpe. It was, it was unthinkable, but we had a fantastic team spirit. It was the first time, really, I had a team spirit in a team where it was against all odds. Everyone expected us to get relegated. No one expected Scunthorpe to do it. We had it on a, a minimum budget. We were just happy to play. Um, and you look at the staff, Russ Wilcox, um, he was the assistant manager. And then we had Nigel Atkins, who went on, he was a physio who went on to take over. And Nigel did a fantastic job, unbelievable job. Um, and Andy Cosby was his assistant. And they did an unbelievable job. It was, it was, it was brilliant. Um, I, I ended up getting a couple of player of the years. Um, I scored, I got in double figures scoring. It was a really, really good time. And on the back of that, you start to get teams showing interest in you. And suddenly from being at the Leicester City level for Tranmere, you start to get that back. And you've suddenly got teams looking at you because you're scoring. You're, you're playing in several positions. You're playing well. You're, I've just picked up uh, all the Player of the Year awards. It was, it was a really, really good... More music now. And this time, of course, it's Neil Diamond and Sweet Caroline. I can't begin to knowing But then I know it's growing strong Wasn't the spring And spring became the summer Who'd have believed you'd come along Touching hands, reaching, touching me, touching you.
only We fill it up with only two And when I hurt Hurting runs off my shoulders How can I hurt when holding you Warm Touching warm Reaching out Touching me Touching you Neil Diamond there and Sweet Caroline. From there, you went to Sheffield Wednesday. Yeah. Um, sort of home hometown club, I guess. Yeah. Um, was that something of an ambition to play for them? It was. Um, and as I said, I started to get other clubs looking at me, but there was two things. There was one that Brian Laws had gone there, um, and I love playing under Brian Laws, and the big pull for me was that my family are Wednesday fans, I was a Wednesday fan. And my granddad died just before I signed. He signed a few... I think he died the day before I signed for Hull. Um, and I told him, I think I'm going to go to Hull and have a look around. Um, and do you know what? I had him in my mind as well, without a doubt, when, when I signed for Sheffield Wednesday. Um, my granddad would have been proud as punch. It, it's, it's, it's hard for me to speak about it now because hmm. it makes me emotional. But yeah. he'd have been so proud of me. And that's... That was the emotion that was pulling me towards Sheffield Wednesday. Um, I did not know what I was letting myself in for <laughs> when I did sign. Uh, it was only when, when my first day at training that Brian Laws actually said, well, this is going to be a difficult time. And, I've, and this is why I brought people in like you to try and help out and, and sort out what's going on. But it was a tough place to go. And I didn't realise what, what I was letting myself in for either. When you say <laughs> tough, though, what, what do you mean by that? There, there was the expectation of the fans. I looked around the change room and you could see the, the players. There was fear in the players' eyes. There was fear there. Um, and you could see that players didn't want the ball and they didn't, they didn't want to play. They didn't want to go out there and play. It was intimidating. You've got, if you're not winning after 10 minutes, you've got the fans on their back. Mm. I've got to say that the fans were brilliant for me. One, I was a Wednesday fan and hopefully like to see that I actually I was giving my all I always give my all and most often than not you, you're actually giving a good performance you're giving that average consistent performance which I'm sure the fans appreciate but I, my first day I'm looking around and there's a click over there there's a click over there 
there's a click over there. So you've got your young lads, and then you've got the the bitter and twisted crew that are not getting a game, that aren't involved, and then you've got another group over there, another group, and I've never seen anything like it. There's there's fights on the coach. There's um, arguing. There's players not being wanting to be there. It, it, it was just an incredible time, and it, it took Brian Laws a while to get these players out and to get bring players in that he wanted. But we had a really good first season, really really good first season. We we finished mid table, and it probably could have been more. And I played quite a few games that that year. I played well. I was enjoying myself. Um, I, I'd say it took a couple of games to for him to put me in the team. I don't think he wanted to put me straight into to that situation. But I, I remember I made my debut at Charlton away. And we'd not won for a while, and we were two 0 up, and we were we were flying, absolutely flying. But then the inconsistencies of that team come in, and we ended up losing three two. But it was a really good start for me, and gave me so much confidence that say, actually, this is the this is the place I want to be. I want to be in this club. I want to play more. And I had a really good first season. Um, second season, start playing again, and fortunately, a couple, I think first or second game in, I break my leg, and you start to play well. And you start again to be in that situation where play, uh, teams are looking at you, and just a—I don't even know if it was a challenge. I, it was just—it was so frustrating. I remember I ran down the line because we we're four 0 down, and I'm past Jermaine Johnson, who's not—he's not running hard. And then on my way back, I'm passing him again, and he's just jogging. And I've, I've said a few words to him, and then someone has a shot. I jump in to try and block it, and. I didn't feel any pain. I just felt this is not strange. I tried to get up and I, I just couldn't stand. And I, I just knew, and I've got the goalkeeper screaming at me, get up, we're 4-0 down. I just, I can't, I can't. And um, and I just, I knew I'd broke my leg. I just knew it had. I didn't have the pain, but I knew I broke it. And and I got to the hospital and I saw a surgeon. Um, it was only a junior one. And he said, your career's going to be over, um, which... It was hard to take, and I was fortunate. And that Mark, the physio, who I owe a lot to, um, he he came with me, and he said, "Let's look at the X-rays and let's see what we can do." And he rang around for a couple hours, and he said, "Right, we've got a surgeon. We'll we'll sort you out tomorrow." The surgeon said, "Not a problem. I'll sort it." Went back to Sheffield, and he said, "We'll get you back in this season." And I ended up getting back in four months, and. I do think that the care that I had at Sheffield Wednesday, if I'd been at any other club, maybe lower down, maybe that wouldn't have, I wouldn't have got back. But I got back and I still remember I was training before Christmas and I was in the team on New Year's Day um, from breaking my leg in August, which from yeah. saying three years over, it was just incredible. And as I was saying, the physio team at Sheffield Wednesday at that time, I owe them a lot. I do owe them a lot. Uh, from the doc to Mark um, to Dave, they, they were fantastic. No time for Richard's last uh, musical track, and this one's called Yeah, and it's by Usher. Peace up, A Town.
Okay, so then you had a, a year at Lincoln City back in the conference so all of a sudden from, what, from the championship, was it, or League One? Yeah, well, I was, uh, I was still at Sheffield Wednesday and um, Brian Laws got the sack and then Alan Irvine came in and as I said, I, I, I brought my leg and I came back and I earned my new contract because I got back in the team and I was, I was probably the best I've ever played at Sheffield Wednesday when I brought my leg. I came back and I was fitter, I was stronger, my left foot was better because I'd been working on it. Um, but I could get, I could stop, I could, uh, I, I got niggling injuries, niggling things. Um, and I'm sure I've never been injured in my career, never. 
and I start to get things like I've got an inflamed bursa and, and, and then suddenly it gets infected and I've got to have an operation on there. There's a new a few months out with that and I had the operation and because the new manager came in, Alan Irvine, I was trying to impress and I tried to push myself back before I should have done. I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have come back. I, should have, I shouldn't have done it. I went off to Austria, tried to do pre <laughs> I was just in so much pain. I, I was literally, I was crying. I was crying in, in training. I was crying in games. I just could not do it. And eventually, it took till Christmas to do it. But by the time there, you've got Alan Irvine, who probably doesn't fancy you then, or he wants to change things. And, um, and so I didn't really play. I didn't really play it at all, and and then Gary Megson came in, came in, and I loved Gary. I loved, absolutely loved him, and he put me on after 20 minutes against Birmingham, and there was a massive standing ovation from the from the fans. They wanted to change, and I played really well in that game. And Gary just said, "Heinze, I don't know how you've not been playing, but I thought you were absolutely brilliant." And then from then on, we got on well. We, I loved Mego. I loved how he spoke. How he was honest. Some of the lads that we got on loan from Premiership teams, they couldn't handle him. They couldn't handle the things that he said. They couldn't handle the way he shouted it. But I, I loved how honest he was, and he, he just, he just said it as it was. Loads of stories about Gary, like loads of them. But he was, he was so good to me, and I, I would, I'd love to stay. But unfortunately, Milan Mandrich came in, and he just signed every player going. And suddenly in January, we've got. I don't know, 20-odd new players. We didn't recognise anyone. And you knew then, he said, well, I can't do anything. I, I can't can't do anything. Um, we've got all these players. And I don't actually think you're big enough to be my centre-half um, because they were six foot five and I was playing at right-back. So that was me. And I'm, I'm starting to look and we just got relegated from the Championship. And the offers I was getting were in League Two and maybe League One, but they were a distance to travel. And I just had my my first daughter and, and and Abigail and I was saying I, I want to be a bit close to home now and see if I could do it and I put things off and and before you know it things have gone on and you haven't got a club um, and I just needed to play I was fit I just needed to play some games so David Allsworth rang me and said do you fancy a few games I went yeah I do yeah I really do I went to Yo- uh, Lincoln and I played really well um, and they wanted to sign me um and I wasn't so keen because, I, again, I wanted to get back in the league. I, I just said, I'm happy on non-contracts. And suddenly, my dad rang me. My dad rang me one day and he said, you've been let go by Lincoln. I said, well, I'm not aware of that. And no one's told me. He said, yeah, it's an old news. You, you've been let go. Um, so I rang David Oldsworth and he said, yeah, you weren't going to sign, so I'll let you go. And I'm like, oh, thanks for that. He said, the chairman, he said, if you're not going to be, if you're not going to sign full time, then... Uh, we're gonna have to let you go. I was like, "Wow, what's <laughs> that's that's ridiculous." I said, I'm, "I'm I'm happy to play some games. I'm happy to play. I'm playing well, and we've got some good results. We've turned things around. We've stopped conceding goals." Uh, but he said, "Yeah, there's nothing I can do." But fortunately, Gary rang me a week like a week later. Um, he said, "Hunt is suspended, and I've only got bonds. I've got no centre halves, and you're free." Defence coming down and letting us have a look at you, and I knew that Gary knew me well from from Scunthorpe, but I didn't expect to sign straight away. <clears throat> I, I made I had one training session, and um, <clears throat> sorry, I had one training session, and he said, "Right, you're in the team for Saturday." <laughs> Um, and that was Sheffield Wednesday away. According to uh, Wikipedia, the, the, the Bible, it says that uh, Paul Huntington was injured at the time and that's why you had an opportunity to get into Yeovil, yeah? Yeah, that's, that was right. Yeah, I, I, I said I 
I thought he was suspended, but maybe he was injured, yeah. Hmm. Um, no, suspended, uh, you're right, you're right. Yeah, um, so, yeah, my, it, um, Gary said, first game is, is away at Chef Wednesday, fancy that, of course I fancy that. Hmm. Um, and to be, uh, to be honest, Yeovil tried to sign me in the summer, and um, it was the distance that put me off. Um, and I came down, and I was going to stay in the hotel down the road, and they said, no, no, there's no booking here. So at 12 o'clock at night, I'm trying to find a, a hotel. <laughs> and I, eventually, I found one at, at Sherbourne, and um, I, got in the, I got in there, and then Gary rang me the next day, and he said, uh, training's uh, postponed till later on because the ground's frozen. We, it's not great, but we'll, we'll go there. I was like, oh, what have I signed for here? What am I, I going <laughs> to do? This is not going to be the place. Um but I went there and do you know what the lads were brilliant absolutely brilliant um, and I've, I've got to say what one of the best team spirits I've ever witnessed um, in, a, in a team and you could see we were going places you look at the, some of the players in that team they've gone on to do well mm. really well um, and it, it was against all odds that, that firstly we survived in that league and then the secondly we got promotion we go yeah. back to when I signed it. When I signed in that first game at Sheffield Wednesday, I think Yeovil were in the bottom three, and I think they only had. It might be. I might be right. Twenty-one points. I think they might have had something like that from twenty odd games. They were struggling. They were really, really struggling. Mm. And we went to Sheffield Wednesday and we went one 0 up, and we were we played really well. And I was impressed. Really impressed. And it was just a constant sheet siege from Sheffield Wednesday they bombarded us they actually bombarded us and I think we lost 2-1 but we played really well and, and Gary was impressed after he said "This is we're going to the right place we're doing that and then I think we won the next three games lost a couple and then we went on a run of winning about seven games yeah that's right and, and I established a partnership with Hunts and we did really really well we, we knew we were going into games and we were going to win games. Um, there were some good players in that team at the moment, at the time. Um, and if it wasn't for a few games where we threw points away, maybe at times I think we had an eye that, do you know what, we could even make the playoffs at this rate, but I think we lost games just at the wrong time. But it was it was a good comeback, and we, we finished comfortably on 50-odd points and safely uh, in mid-table. And, and I was only delighted to, to sign another year. Um, I thought it was it was fantastic. I, I, I loved being at Low Yovo. I loved the team spirit, the characters in the change room. I loved the area and I, I loved the friends that I made there. Um, we go on to the next season and um, I think the ambitions are safe. You say you safe the mid table again. But you start to you play your first game and I started really, really well. I, I think I scored three goals in opening a few games and I was in the team in a week a couple of times. I started really, really well. Um, and then Gary said, well, I need cover. And he, he brings in another centre-half. And then that was me. I was in and out for the rest of the year. But I, I believe that every time I did play, I'm, I'm, I gave a good account myself. And um, I, I did play and made a, a big contribution to that year. Not just on the pitch, but in the change room as well. I, th- I thought there was a few of us that made an impact in that change room. We had a good team spirit. Jamie McAllister... Luke Erling, uh, Erling um, Gav, uh, Dom, they were all players that made a huge difference in that changing room because there mm. was a lot of young lads. Mm. I think that Gary made a mistake letting Gav, Dom and myself go and not including some of us in that in that following season. I, I really do think he made a mistake there. Um, I think we still had something to offer. Um, I think we still could have played at that level. 
Um, I think we we more than showed we 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 can we played well in League One. Never mind in that level. I thought mm. as squad players we still had something to offer, not just on the pitch but also in the change room as well. Okay, hold it there, mate. Now we've got a bonus track on Richard's uh, interview, and this one's called Paper Sun, and it's by Trap. Right, so we're, we're beginning to get near the end of the tale to a degree. Um, you signed for Bury for uh, one season. Um, scored in the first round of the Football League Cup against Crew Alexander. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I got the knack of, of scoring. I think I got that from, from Scunthorpe. And 
even when in training I used to shoot with the the, the centre forwards I used to train with them and, and they used to be like how are you, how are you doing it I, they'd be amazed at the consistency that I managed to score and I, I got the knack of it and again I got the knack of losing my man in the box and, and getting on the end of things if the delivery is right I, I got the knack of it and to be honest I, I probably should have had more goals without a doubt and I barely I missed a couple of opportunities but I eventually got that goal and, and, and then I scored one later on and but I probably should have added more and I look back at Berry and again I'm a bit disappointed I thought I played really well in that time really really well and for some reason Kevin Blackwell thought well I've got this player that has come in everyone's talking about him and he thought that was the way forward these young lads playing and I thought it was wrong he took me out the side and we suddenly we, we weren't winning and things went from bad to worse. He got the sack, and then Ronnie Jepson, he tried to take over. He got the sack, and then uh, Gary Flitkoff took over. And it didn't take a light to me at the start. I, I, I don't know why. Um, again, he was saying, I think it might have been due to my age, and he thought that we were just there for for the money and just a, an easy ride. But then he came to a game that was around Christmas, and he was struggling for his job, to be honest. It, we, we couldn't win. We couldn't get anything. They, they were playing poorly and it was against Scunthorpe. And he put me on at half-time. He said, I need you a favour. I need, I need you to go on and, and try and have a go. And we went on there. We won that game. And he just said, I thought, I thought you were absolutely brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. And I played the next few games and I think I got four, man of the match four out of five times. And, um, and then suddenly... Uh, Gary got some players that he wants to bring in and and he actually mentioned me to the rest of the team he's saying he's a shining example of of commitment and work rate and how fit you can be because I, I I hammered the rest of the lads in the, in the running I, they, they couldn't live with me I was it was the fittest probably I'd, I'd ever been I worked hard and uh, because I was getting older I'd, I'd learned how to to uh, train I learned how to be fit and um I, the, there was another one, Chris Sedgwick and Andy Proctor. They, they were the others as well. They were they were leading the way. And some of the young lads, they they really could not live with us how, of how fit we are. And he was he was just so impressed um, that I actually and I was made up that I turned his opinion, turn turn what he thought of him. He thought he just he looked at his, looked at my age and thought that's it. He's just here for an easy ride. And I actually wasn't. I was here to to give my all. And so my league career finished at Berry, and I'm, I'm a little bit disappointed by that I'm, I'm a bit disappointed that because I still think I had more to offer I think I was still playing well I said I've got man of the matches in most of them games I was playing well mm. and but I look at back and now and again my family was settled in the area I've just had my second child my second daughter Lavinia and um, Abigail started to get into a, into a school and so they were settled and my nearest offer was for Cheltenham and for me I was having to go back on the road and to live in a flat or a house on my own again and I just didn't want to do it I didn't want to do it I just said right that's that's it I've I've had enough um, not I had enough of playing but I had enough of the lifestyle and mm. I had enough of not being with my family because I've not had enough of playing I still think I had more to offer I, I enjoyed playing um, and my friend contacted me and said, would you be interested in coming to do a bit of coaching, bit assistant manager at, at Landudno in, in Wales? Um, and I went and joined in for a bit and 
still, there were still things that possibly could have gone on in the league. But by that time, I'd, I'd made my decision and I was looking at other career career opportunities and um, and so that was the that was the final final game for me at Berry, which again, as I said, it was it was a disappointing time, and maybe I look back on it and think. I should have done more maybe at the time I could have played for longer I still feel I could be playing now I feel fit but I don't regret I don't regret what I've done now and, and moved on but all along in the background which you haven't mentioned really but I know because I was always kidding you that I was going to take you on as my personal solicitor you were doing a law degree which you you passed with a first first class honours which is great um so how has that let you know where are we now with, with regard to the law degree I mean are you in, in the trade or what I I started that law degree when I was at uh, Scunthorpe and um Nigel Atkins he, he's saying you've got to get something done you've got to do it and someone that's got a-levels and got your background you've got to do it and the PFA paid for the majority of it and I did it through the Open University and it was amazing it was absolutely amazing and a bit of bit of luck maybe but a lot of hard work I did get first in, in law and it, it was a lot of hard work because you're coming home from training you're having to do work you're having to revise um, an assignment every month and, and then end of year exams it was it was a tough time especially when you're playing and you're trying to concentrate on playing uh, and I've had managers that didn't look on it favourably um, they thought is he looking elsewhere rather than concentrating on on playing for me I think the attitude's changed now with managers they they accept that that's part of life but when I started it I was I think I was one of the first and I, I do think that some managers were against it um, which is which is not on really I think you've football such a short, short career they should be encouraging their players to be happy and yeah. and they should be looking at clubs uh, clubs should be looking at their players how they can help them and you look at the clubs how many how many clubs have contacted me to see if they're alright has anyone contacted me to see if I'm alright no you don't get that mm. and I found out I found out when you actually finish football I've got a first class law degree but where does that get you I've got no no experience and so when you send off your CV you've got no experience so you're competing against people that have got loads of experience the same jobs and so I still think there's an area for development there where clubs and maybe and the PFA for certain they should be helping players get that experience so that you are prepared for a job I wasn't prepared I wasn't prepared I had no experience and so I started to get I got a couple of law offers to work in, in um, to be a solicitor to build on that um, but for me it didn't really catch my imagination. It was, yeah, uh, great. I've worked hard. I, I love my degree. I love doing it. But it didn't catch my imagination as as coaching kids. And I got a phone call out of the blue, and it was from um, primary. It was from um, a, a PGC. It was about uh, teaching. And I don't know why they rang me. And they rang me and he said, "Would you be interested in teaching?" And I'd never really thought about it. My, my sister was a teacher, but my, my mother-in-law was a teacher, my father-in-law was a teacher, but I'd never considered it for me. Um, and this, this lad rang me and I thought, do you know what? It's, it's an idea. And he's saying, well, you've got a law degree, you can teach primary, there's a, there's a market there. Um, and, and not only that, we will, because you've got a degree, we'll pay for it. <laughs> we'll, 
we'll pay for your edu- education. So suddenly I'm thinking, well, actually, you know what? I've got a, I've got a way into a career um, because there was a big, there was a bit of a panic when you finish. You, as I said, you've got no, you've got nothing to fall back on, no experience. No one's going to suddenly give you a job, and so you have to go and earn that job. And so I did my PGCE and I specialised in PE because um, I got a, a sports science uh, degree as well that I, I got earlier. Um, and so it fitted, it fitted right in. And instead of going for the secondary where the obvious market is, there's a market in primary and the market for primary PE teachers. Um, and since then, I've I got offered a job and um, it's gone from strength to strength, um, really, really progressing the, the PE curriculum. And um, my school has totally developed in terms of PE. And I'm also... Um, the head's taught me into teaching maths as well, so I've become a math specialist, um, which is which is fantastic. And then outside outside that, I've got loads of things going on in terms of um, maybe a bit of agency, developing players, uh, coaching. Um, there's there's all things going on at the moment that, and as I say, it's keeping me busy, but it's very exciting. So my visions of having my own personal solicitor are going right down to Swanee then. Thanks a lot, pal. Well, keep out of trouble. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Listen, Richard, that's been absolutely fantastic hearing your story. Uh, I'm sure the supporters of the Oval Town will certainly remember you and will listen to that with, with a lot of interest because, uh, yeah, it's a different it's a different angle. It's a different story to some of them. And, um, yeah, it's, it's been enjoyable. I've, I, do you know what? My time at Yeovil, I look back on it and it, it was amazing. Right from the management, um, you as backroom staff, AD, you, I loved every part of being at Yeovil. I loved the new friends I've made. I loved how friendly everyone was. I even, Abigail remembers being at Bournemouth away in the crowd. Now, I would have never took my daughter, my young daughter, to any other football ground in the away end. Never. Well, mm. I could do that at Yeovil, and I did that at Yeovil, and she came out having a great time. But I'd never do that. I, I wouldn't have took the. I wouldn't have took her to Hillsborough. Um, I wouldn't have took her to the away end. They went to a Sheffield derby, and they came out traumatised. Never again. But Yeovil, the atmosphere was fantastic. The fans got behind behind us, and I I absolutely loved it. Um, and I look back on it as some of the best times in my career I thought it was it was fabulous and we have such a great team spirit and I, I look back on it and I think I'm so glad I went and what we achieved was remarkable to get that team from League One to the Championship it was incredible listening to Richard Hyde's in conversation with me, A.D. Hopper, here on Three Valleys Radio. And you're not moving anywhere, you thought you found a friend, to take you out of this place, someone you can lend a hand in return for grace, so beautiful. 